0: Welcome to the Open Door Podcast. My name is Yame Mensa. I also respond to Aqua and Ikya. I'm a certified executive and leadership coach, recognized facilitator, and former startup leader that loves supporting reluctant, firefighting, and overwhelmed leaders. I work with them to help them clarify where they should focus their time and energy each and every day so that they can love themselves, love their work, and ultimately love their life. If you're looking to learn leadership information and hear different perspectives, you are in the right place. My aim in this podcast is to help you see that one of the most productive and profitable things you can do is deeply understand yourself, understand how you show up, understand how you thrive, and then allow yourself to align everything in your work, in your life, and in your business to support that. Think of this podcast as your weekly opportunity to receive leadership support. And remember, there is no one right way to lead yourself or others. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me today. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to this week's Open Door Conversations podcast episode. I'm really excited because today I'm diving into executive and leadership coaching, but I'm going to be talking about it from the business side. I've had my business now for about four years, and one of the things that I've always been really, really interested in is understanding how to build a successful coaching consulting practice. As someone who comes from the startup space, one of the things that I was always told is scale, scale, scale. And if you know anything about coaching, consulting, speaking, and facilitating, it's very difficult to scale because a lot of it is about that experience. So, if you are interested in starting your own coaching or practice, whether full time or on the side, or you already have one and you're finding it difficult to get traction, right? You're finding it difficult to get clients consistently. I think this episode is going to give you a lot of perspective and be incredibly helpful. All right. So let's get into this episode. A few months ago, I conducted a survey for executive and leadership coaches. I wanted to be really specific, incredibly niched. I do think a few people who weren't necessarily executive and leadership coaches, but provided consulting services also completed the survey. But ultimately, I've really been trying to get a better understanding of some of the things that individuals were struggling with. And I wanted to know whether or not they were struggling with some of the same things that I continue to struggle with and that I struggled with when I first started. I've also, in full honesty, been trying to build a program that would serve coaches and consultants, but that would also make sense financially and energetically really be aligned with how I tend to show up and how I love to support others. So if you know anything about some of the work I've done over the last four years, I have put together in the past a LinkedIn program that I really enjoy doing, but it's still wasn't enough. And so my hope was by conducting this survey and by sharing a little bit more about what I'm looking to do, the environment I'm trying to create, the people I'm trying to serve, I will be able to build something that really is going to be co-created right? A container um, for coaches and consultants that is not only actionable, but provides real time advice, not just from me, but from other people that have supported me and other people I know that can support them to execute immediately and have that accountability that they really need. My inspiration is the support I wish I had, I needed when I first started. So let's get into this survey. And before I begin, actually, just one more thing. I want to just share a little bit more about my background. If this is your first time listening to my podcast, I want to share that I'm what you describe a classically quote unquote trained international coaching federation coach. I think I have an older podcast episode where I share more of my background, but it's more important just to keep that in mind as I talk through my perspective, because I I definitely think how I was trained as a coach and what I was told about how to build a coaching business will probably come through. And those were both helpful and also limiting. There are so many different ways to become a coach. There's so many different ways to show up in a coach-like fashion. But a lot of the questions that you might hear and the things that I talk to, I think are somewhat typical of coaches who've gone through some International Coach Federation coaching training program. All right. So who are some of the types of coaches that participated in this survey? All of them were accomplished professionals. So some of them were sweet, sweet executive that turned to coaching or that continue to be executives, but are considering becoming Um, A coach, right? And so they're trying to figure out how to do it in a way that's seamless all of them have accomplished a lot in their personal life, but are looking for action-oriented support to pivot into service-based entrepreneurship. So as I mentioned before, it's something they want to do. It's something they're already doing, but they've actually already done a lot. Um, so they they have professional careers or have had a professional career. Um, some of them started off in coaching as a side hustle and then moved into it slowly full-time. Others are still, as I mentioned before, working full-time. There were uh, one or two people, I think that were also coaching within their organization as well, which I think is incredible. Ultimately, these were people who were very, very, very good at what they are doing and they are ambitious, but they also want to make sure that they're starting off on a good foot or they are going to put their coaching and consulting practice on a good foot and just really want to take action. And so I found that the questions I got um, and the support they felt they needed was around three basic areas. And a lot of this really resonated with me, all right? So the first was really how to find and secure new paying clients. That was the number one sort of question I think that came through. There were different ways in which this was expressed, but I had several interviews and ultimately it came down to this, all right? The second thing is real-time self-management. Um, and time management for entrepreneurs or service based entrepreneurs. And I think that this is simply just because so many of us get into, you know, coaching, consulting and facilitating and speaking and training because we really, really love helping and supporting others. And so that has an impact on how we show up. And sometimes we're not really good actually at setting boundaries. This last one is tried and tested business tools and resources for exponential results. I think there's so many different ways in which you can put yourself out there, tools and resources you can leverage to build your business. And for some people, it can be very overwhelming. And that's one of the things that came through in the survey. All right, so why are these important topics? Why are these topics I think that executive and leadership coaches, honestly, anyone who's a service Service based entrepreneur, thought leader, um, you know, why are these important topics for them to keep in mind? And I truly think that these are three areas that any coach needs to be keeping in mind at all points in time. You can't necessarily work on all of them at the same time but they're definitely things that you need to keep in mind. All right, so let's get into it. So this first important topic of paying clients, this was definitely at the top of the list. Time and time again, I saw a lot of people talking about not getting traction, not knowing where to get clients, not knowing specifically how to get paying clients. And so once again, I think this speaks um, a little bit to sort of the ICF approach to coaching, where a big part of what we do to get credentialed is to take on clients, right? You actually have to get a a certain number of coaching hours. And so you might potentially downplay or you might... Um, reduce the amount that you would ask in exchange for your coaching. And you maybe don't take the time to think about the implications of doing that, right? Because even if you are a coach, quote unquote, in training, a non-credentialed coach, that doesn't mean you aren't providing value. And so that's just something to keep in mind. And I know for some coaches specifically that go that path, it's really difficult for them to break out of that that thought pattern that because they aren't credentialed or because they don't have a certain number of hours that they can't charge a certain amount. Um, and that's one of the things I love having conversations about, but back to paying clients, as I mentioned before, it was at the top of the list. And I think a lot of us are so heart centered, right? We get into this because we want to support others. We've seen how coaching can be so powerful and we want to be able to bring that to others. And so we don't always think about the implications of our decisions around building our business around what we're investing in, right? Around how much we want in exchange for supporting others. Right. And many of us also are very passionate. You can probably tell by, Every time I put together my podcast, I'm recording it. I'm really excited. And that's because I'm really passionate about what I have to share. And I really love to share my perspective. And so because of that, right, we might not take the time to put together a business plan, right? We might not think through it, right? There might not be anyone there to really hold us accountable in a way where we're making sure that we're setting goals that are achievable and realistic and, you know, we have an idea of how to go about doing this sustainably, right? Because a huge part about being able to find and secure new paying clients is having a system, right? Another thing on here, I think that tends to happen, and this is something that I definitely still struggle with, is that our business is our identity almost, right? Um, you know, some people describe coaching as a lifestyle business. It technically could be. I don't see it that way um necessarily but you definitely can compa- you know you can expand and contract it i guess a little bit easier than other businesses but what that means is for some people that anything goes right there's no boundaries and so it becomes increasingly important if you want to be a successful executive and leadership coach that you have an understanding of where you start and where you stop okay ultimately when it comes to think about when it comes to thinking about how to find and secure new paying clients you need to charge a living wage right you need to take a second to really reflect on those decisions you're making around how much someone should invest in you right you need to charge your value and you also need to to show your value, right? So those are all pieces you need to keep in mind. And I think that successful coaches are able to master, they evolve in this area. This is something that I'm also evolving in. And most importantly, you are able and you create the space to build a repeatable process right? That can evolve over time, right? Because to make sure that you're constantly getting the clients, right? Even if they're longer term, you still need to think about how are you going to make sure that you're adding value? How are you going to be able to show them that value? Because a lot of what we do is so intangible. So that's probably the number one most important topic I'd love to hear from you. Do you have any thoughts around this? Is this something that you struggle with? Let me know because it's something I like to think about a lot. It's something that I think about a lot and the way in which my business is sort of shaped, right? My business model, I sort of have three different parts to it. And that's just because I love having different things to do and it sort of works out because, They, they help to sort of balance this portfolio approach I'm taking to my business. But that's really the top one that I hear from a lot of people. And especially as it relates to having the time to find those clients. And so it's, it's a really great topic to think about whether you have um, you know, a business you're doing full time or it's something you're doing on the side. So let's get to the second one, because I think the second one is really where I love to spend a lot of my time. For those of you who know my work, I talk a lot about time management. I talk about productivity. Ultimately, it's about energy management. But this was really the second, probably most important topic that came up in the surveys and the few interviews that I did. Knowing where to spend our time and energy is important, especially if we're working primarily for ourselves, right? If you are doing coaching or consulting on the side, right? Being able to have that balance so that you still have free time, right? You still have time to reflect is going to be key as well, right? As I mentioned before, a lot of us are very heart centered. So sometimes we put our clients needs first, and that's not really helpful. Those of you, once again, who come from a background, maybe a little bit more similar to our, to mine, right? We might actually end up spending way too much time improving our coaching skills instead of building a business. And let me be clear. I think that ongoing training is incredibly important. There are parts of my business, right? Where I actually go out of my way to partner with organizations where I will get feedback on my coaching and facilitation. But. It's really important that you can pay for your lifestyle, right? It's really important that you can pay for electricity and the internet that's going to allow you to connect with others who can give you that feedback. And so if you realize that that equation of amount of time going into proving your coaching skills is not balancing with how much you're getting back in terms of the coaching that you're doing and whatever you know, financial return you get, you might want to look at that equation again. And that's once again, something that I love to remind individuals that are within more of that ICF space right? And that's the space I also find myself in. I get a lot of value from, but it's really important to recognize that, it is not a direct correlation, right? Improving your coaching skills does not mean that you're going to get paying clients. It is not a simple one direct ratio. And it's something that everyone needs to keep in mind. Whatever coaching, training, mentorship, training, credential area that you come from, it's not a one-to-one. It can be helpful if we're able to talk about it and leverage it appropriately, but that's another thing, right? And that once again comes within that paying clients element. And it's something, once again, I'm also trying to get better at. Talking about why my credential can be helpful um, and why my credential uh, makes me a more effective um, and efficient coach. All right. So when it comes to thinking about time and self-management, and you can probably tell that I'm quite passionate about it, right? Because this is where I spend a lot of my time. You know, what you really are asking and what I think successful coaches and consultants are able to do is build the boundaries, build a schedule, build processes and delegate appropriately if necessary that allow them to show up. And this next word is something that is maybe a little controversial, but as it relates to the work I do of speaking and facilitating, it is a performance. So it's allowing you to show up, perform, and get the rest you deserve, and ultimately, because we're not robots, the rest that you need, okay? So that's that time and self-management piece that any coach consultant needs to be able to master. And that's something that I definitely saw come through in the survey results that I got and the conversations that I had. All right. So let's get to this last one. And I really love this last one because I'm someone who will try everything. So in terms of this last sort of pain point, this last thing that came through was... A question actually around overwhelm, right? Information overload, right? There is so much to choose from in terms of business tools and resources. So how do you know where to start? How do you know what's gonna work for you? And so if, once again, if you know anything about the work I've done in the past, uh, one of the things that I put together was a LinkedIn course. And that just simply came from people asking me, how do I you know, stay consistent? And once again, I think we all define consistency in different ways, and that's one of the things I teach, but how do I stay consistent and create content um, on LinkedIn specifically, right? In a way where I actually don't have to spend that much time on LinkedIn day to day. And right. And there through that program, I share how to use a specific platform. I share the tools and resources that I leverage in order to do that. So it's something I love to do. And I think it relates a lot to my interest in energy, time and self-management a lot, but ultimately, right. In terms of the questions that I saw about where should they start? What do they need to invest in? Do they need a website? Do they need, you know, an email list? Should they be on LinkedIn and TikTok and all these things, as you can tell, it can be quite overwhelming and it is overwhelming Overwhelming, And that's why having those boundaries can be incredibly important and why making sure that you're surrounding yourself with different coaches who've tried different things and experts who can support you and also help you make an informed decision becomes increasingly important. The long and short of it is you don't need everything. I know coaches who've built a version of their business, right? So what they define as success without a website, without leveraging LinkedIn, without ever being on TikTok. And one of the things I was actually talking to someone yesterday about was that I doubt I'll ever be on TikTok. Most of my work uh, currently is B2B and probably will stay B2B. So you should also think about your tools and resources you leverage in relation to the types of people you're trying to attract, right? So in a relation to that first sort of challenge or topic that I talked about, in relation to where your new clients, right, your new paying clients are coming from potentially. And what I think is so interesting is that I've tried... A lot. I've tried a lot of different things for free that I've paid. Um, and I think one of the things that successful executive and leadership coaches are able to do is they're really able to think about what is it that I'm really trying to solve, right? What is truly the problem? And they've learned how to say no and know when to try something new, right? They're not constantly just trying new things just for the sake of it. They have an issue, they have a challenge, and they've done a bit of research or they've reached out to the right people to get an idea of what might make the most sense in order to fix that challenge or issue that they have, right? What is that tool or resource that's gonna do it? And as I talk about resource, right, it might actually be a human being. All right. It really might be a human being. So those are really the three areas that I think any successful leadership and executive coach needs to spend a bit of time on. First and foremost, just a recap, you know, that element of how to find and secure new paying clients. So making sure that there is a repeatable process that works and that it's also something that will evolve. The second real time and self management. Sorry, real time and self management for entrepreneurs. And making sure that they have boundaries, a schedule, processes that allow them to show up and perform and also get the rest they deserve. And then last but not least tried and tested business tools and resources that lead to exponential results, right? So investing in this one thing will give you access to 10 more clients or will give you 10X visibility and really just recognizing that there are a lot of elements out there that will do that, but you need to know about them and take the time to learn about them and think about, right, how um, it's going to be able to support you in whatever business goals that you have. All right, so that's I think all I wanted to share today. And maybe I'll just end by sharing a little bit more about what I'm looking to create. Um, you know, so the idea really is that based on these survey results, I'm putting together something, right? I'm putting together a container that is going to support coaches, whether they're first-time coaches, coaches who are doing this on the side. People who have a coaching consulting practice, but want the strategies, resources, connections and networking opportunities, as well as a content library full of workshops, right? All the things right? To really help them to start taking action and be held accountable. So at this time, I'm actually looking for beta members um, because this is going to be a community. Um, you know, I really want coaches to be able to join every 90 days. That means that they can come in, learn new approaches to finding new clients, learn new approaches to time management, learn new approaches to business tools or the types of business tools they can leverage and the resources they can leverage to get those results that they're looking for. And they can sign up every 90 days to do that. So people are welcome to stay for the entire year. People are welcome to come hang out for 90 days and really make the most of it and get access, right, to the experts and get access to the content um, that came previously, even if they're joining at a later date. So if that sounds interesting to you and you want to learn a little bit more, I'll make sure that I leave a link in the show notes and you can put your name on the wait list. I'll be reaching out to everyone individually to have a conversation, whether it's in the DMs or actually, you know, over Zoom, because I want to make sure that this container is truly co-created and will really make sense to you. All right. So as always, thank you so much for taking the time to listen. I really look forward to hearing from you and your thoughts on some of the things I've shared about being a successful executive and leadership coach. I would really would love to support you if that's something that you're looking for. Thank you again. Stay safe and stay sane. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with your friends. We can continue this conversation on social media. The links to my socials, so that is LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find them in the show notes. If you tag me in a story and include the hashtag hashtag Ask Kukua, I will share a special little gift with you. Thank you so much once again for your time, and I cannot wait to share my next episode with you. Stay safe and sane.